Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another God-sized story. In July 2020, at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, California's governor, Gavin Newsom, made worldwide headlines when he banned singing and chanting in houses of worship in California. The ban launched a very controversial battle over the fundamental constitutional rights of worshipers of all faiths. Listen today to my interview with missionary and worship leader Sean Foyt, who started the revival movement hashtag Let Us Worship during the pandemic. His documentary, Super Spreader, The Rise of Let Us Worship, shares about this controversial and exciting movement and is a must-see. This interview and the documentary open our eyes to the importance of fighting for our religious freedoms in America. You don't want to miss it. So, whether you are walking in the park, sitting down with a cup of coffee, or stuck in traffic, get ready to be blessed by another God-sized story. I want to welcome to my podcast today and YouTube channel, Sean Foyt. Did I say it right, your last name? Yep. <laughs> well, Sean, uh, Sean is... Uh, better known as and, and I know a lot of people I know I that's how I found out about you was during the pandemic so he is uh, he's known about the movement that he started calling lettuce worship I was actually at uh, Free Chapel in Atlanta when you, you came to do a concert there with Jenkins and Franklin and it was amazing I, I honestly I'll be honest I I did not know much about you until then but uh he is known to many people <laughs> so we have uh, he's a speaker he's an author he's a missionary has been to 70 countries right yes yeah, right? that's crazy he's an artist and activist too and he's the founder of multiple worldwide movements including let us worship which has gathered believers across america to worship and pray for revival he has about 800,000 social media followers, which is where he was uh, really became nationwide and even worldwide known really for uh, during the pandemic for this movement, Let Us Worship. First thing that I want to tell you, Sean, is that I just finished watching um, the documentary Super Spreader. And I'll tell you, I was just telling my husband, I haven't cried this much in a long time. Love. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was, I had goosebumps for an hour and 20 minutes. That's how long the documentary is. I was crying. I was worshiping God. I was just, I'm telling you, I'm starting, to, of course, it just, I just watched this morning. So I'm still kind of raw with the emotions that the documentary, I, I mm -hmm. knew, I knew what you had started, God started through you. Um, during the pandemic, but I had no idea of the impact and wow. the opposition that you found. So first of all, I want to tell you, wow, um, the things that God can do when somebody just says yes to a difficult call. We, we all know it's amazing, but I want to ask you, tell us about the moment you felt that God was calling you to start the Letters Worship Movement. Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah, well, you know, um, in, you know, for 20 years, I've, you know, spent my time in the nations um, in some of the most persecuted 
um, hard, uh, hard to reach, uh, closed nations in the world. And so, um, you know, I'm a missionary and that's what I've been doing for a lot of years. Uh, but when the pandemic happened, um, everything closed down and all of my trips were canceled and I was essentially stuck in America, not just in America, in California. And so, you know, we were the most restricted state. Mm-hmm. Our governor, you know, told us we couldn't, we couldn't gather as a church. Meanwhile, casinos and, and uh, marijuana dispensaries and strip clubs were open, yep. but the church was the problem. And so, you know, he shut down the church. He shut down, you know, all these things. He told the church they were super spreaders. He, uh, he told us we couldn't sing in church. And it just was just, I've never seen anything like this in America. Mm-hmm. And so we just began to rise up. And I created a, a pledge called Let Us Worship that was a pledge uh, really for people in New York and California, the most restricted places, to just really tell their tyrannical leaders, hey, let us worship. We're not going to abide by this hypocrisy and not just not just the fact that, you know, you're telling us something that's unconstitutional, but it's actually unbiblical. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, and then after we the pledge circulated and it got thousands, tens of thousands of signatures, I really felt like it was time for us to to put feet to the vision. And so uh, we started the first ever Let Us Worship in July of 2020 on the Golden Gate Bridge. Right at the heat of the pandemic, when everything was just closed all over America. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, God calls you to start that in the very state that was the, the worst state, really, as far as like all the yeah. regulations and all the, the lockdowns and stuff. And isn't that just like God, you know, because he could have told you, oh, go to Georgia, you know, but no, <laughs> it's not that easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. He calls us to do. He calls us into impossible situations, you know, that way when 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 there's breakthrough that happens, only only God gets to glory. That's right. And that is what this document shows. I could not recommend it enough for anybody who, number one, thinks that thinks uh, that we are, you know, it's pretty cushioned here in America. We, you know, we don't we don't suffer persecution, which which we off we really don't in a, in a greater scale as a nation. Uh, the church is a nation. But when you watch this, it opens your eyes to what can come our way if we do not stand up and rise up, right, Sean? So, tell me when is it during the pandemic? When is it that God just said? Like enough is enough. Was there a, a special time that was was really a turning point for you during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think when the I think for me, you know, I'm a worship leader, and so worship is is like the oxygen of heaven. It's life. It's it's what brings us hope. It's what connects us to God. It's what pulls us out of our current situation and shows us heaven's perspective. And so. I think when when the governor said that you can't worship, you can't sing, um, that to me was like, whoa, like you have gone way, way, way too far. Like mm-hmm. you're not Pharaoh, you know, you're not allowed to tell us when and, and how we can worship God. And, you know, for me, that was just a trigger that just, you know, woke me up to realize this is really a spiritual battle here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and I, you know, and I had to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, your first thing you said, let, let's go to the Golden Bridge uh, in, uh, in San Francisco. So let's 
Let's go there. And that's uh, you invited people, asked your friends to text, text people and tell them we are going there. We're going to worship right there at the bridge. Tell us a little bit of it, about the history of the Golden Bridge that in the documentary, to me, it's very significant. Yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge is, uh, you know, it's called the Gateway to the West. It's right there connecting the Bay Area and San Francisco. And, you know, it's the main travel route, you know, for, for years, for, for ships, for exporting, for importing. Um, it's obviously known as of late as a cultural uh, epicenter that's really spread really bad moral values. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the breakdown of the marriage is there, the breakdown of, you know, the, really the whole kind of transgender agenda is, mm -hmm. is a lot of that's come out of there. And so, but yet there's a lot of redeeming um, things about that city. You know, there's, there's the Jesus people movement revival that happened in the late sixties and seventies. A, a big part of it took place in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's very named since, you know, San Francisco is after St. Francis, mm -hmm. you know, CC. And so, uh, which, you know, he was, he was a revivalist. And, yes, and I think was. that, I think if you look at the history um, and, and, you know, sometimes God calls us to go into uh, places of uh, that, that people think are hopeless, that people think are beyond uh, fixing or beyond help. Mm -hmm. And God calls us to remind the city, you know, it, of its foundations to remind the city of its prophetic destiny. Yes. And, you know, I think it was very interesting. I didn't know this, but in the documentary, uh, it talks about the fact that the Golden, and I don't know if you knew this, Sean, uh, when you went to the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, that it, it is a number one place in America where suicides occur. The people go there to just end their lives right there. I, I did not know that. And how significant, because... Um, as you watch the as you watch the documentary, and, and as a matter of fact, I just interviewed a, a counselor is talking about the rise of suicide in America during the, during the pandemic, right? This, the rise not in, just in America in the world really of depression of the suicide rates and different things. Tell me what you experienced during Letters Worship as you went to a hundred cities. Is is that more than a hundred? Yeah, more than quite a bit, more than a hundred. Yes. So tell me what you saw, you know, happen as people came and just uh, just received Jesus Christ. Many many of them for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I think people they you know a lot of people didn't didn't fully realize the effect that the pandemic had on you know uh, people all over the world. I mean, the isolation, the depression, the fear people were feeling every day, not well, not able to go to work, not able to go to church, not able to go to school, uh, the disconnection and isolation. I mean, humans were not made that way. We we're made to be connected people and community. And so it really sent a lot of people into a spiral and people uh, began to get addicted. People began to get uh, depressed. People began to get hopeless. And a lot of people, unfortunately, committed suicide. And so um, we started to realize this as we went city to city to city. That one of the major things God wanted to bring breakthrough in was actually a spirit of suicide and depression mm -hmm. and heaviness. So many people around the world uh, and across America were battling this. People that had never battled it before. Yeah. Something happened during COVID where it just 
it just came over them. And Absolutely. so, you know, we would declare every city the garment of praise for the spirit of, of heaviness. And we started to see God breaking off heaviness every city we went to. And, and it was, I feel like it was a part of the prophetic storyline that God would birth this in a place that was one of the most, uh, you know, sought after suicide destinations mm-hmm. to shift narrative from one of death to one of life. Amen. And uh, you had a prophetic word uh, spoken over you before uh, you were called to start this movement, Let Us Worship. And the prophetic word was that you would you would be a man of war, a man of, of I think it said blood or something. It was like, and you didn't like the prophecy at all, because everybody was receiving these awesome prophecies on that line. And you received this one that's like, I'm going to be a man of war. I'm like, what? Right? And that pro- prophecy came came true in your life during the pandemic because the resistance that you have received not only from politics but also from the church even mm-hmm. right uh it it was it was great so tell us a little bit about how you managed to stay focused on the mission that God has put in your heart with all that that opposition and also what did that opposition including from the church tell you about the state of spiritual the, the spirituality in America too? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, God gives us these words that kind of forecast who we're called to be and where we're called to go and what we're called to stand for. And, you know, a lot of times we don't like them. I mean, look at, look at Jonah, you know, he ran from his calling and, and, and so many other people ran from their calling throughout history, but yet, God has a way of kind of hunting you down. And so that was a word, the man of war word was a word I didn't really necessarily like at the time and didn't want at the time. However, um, it, it was speaking of a season that was yet to come and a, a season of intensity, a season of battle, a season where I would experience resistance personally on a lot of different levels. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think the resistance, uh, you know, refined me, it, it began to reveal in me, do I really believe this uh, stuff that I, that I preach, that I sing? Um, now is a season of testing. And yet also it's a season of revealing. It reveals to us, um, you know, are we standing on a firm foundation? It reveals to us uh, the shaking that's happening all around us, you know. And in 2020, it wasn't just a shaking of governments and it wasn't just a shaking of in uh, exposing of of corruption, um, but it was a shaking within the church, mm-hmm. and it was a shaking on what do we really believe and who are we really going to follow? Is it going to be the fear of man or is it going to be fear of the Lord? That's right. So yeah, it was a di- very difficult journey, but yet it was also very re- revealing um, in in me and my life, and my family, and our ministry of what we're going to take a stand for and what do we believe and are we willing to have pushback. Are we willing to have even our friends desert us? Are we willing to have people that we love, you know, not want anything to do with this anymore because we know we're following God? Are we following the voice of God or are we following the voice of the masses? Yes. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. It is a bold faith. And actually, that is also the theme of your first, is that your first book, Sean? I did see that, that you released a, a book also in July. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I released a book last month. It's not my first book, but it's probably okay. my most my most potent book. Um, and uh, you know, it's really shares the vision of 
where we've gone, what we, what's been formulated in us, and then really a, a, a message to the masses, like it's time to be a people of boldness. It's time yes. to take a stand. It's time to not cower. It's time to not be afraid of cancel culture and fear and all this stuff. We need to be a people of boldness. And so anyway, yeah, it came out last month. It's available everywhere. I've already yeah. been hearing incredible testimonies from I can't People wait to hear it. it. It sounds like a, an amazing book. And all, all the information about your book and the, and the movie and everything is going to be on my show notes, of course. Uh, but uh, I wanted to ask you one thing. Um, when you, like we said, you found, a, you know, incredible, incredible resistance during this time. And you even faced being arrested, right, for, for trying to worship in public. I saw some scenes on, from the West Coast that was were extremely hard to, to look at. You could see almost the demonic influence that was trying to stop what you're doing. Did you ever think, Sean, that this day would come in Amer to America? I mean, no, I was probably just as shocked as everybody else, you know, when, when we started to see um, how the governments responded and how the demonic was just, I don't know. It was just, it just came fully unleashed. You know, you had the riots, you had the, you had Antifa, you had people burning down entire cities. Um, we're getting ready to go to Seattle this weekend, a place that really was, was in trouble. Portland, these cities that we came into and they were just ghost towns and they were on fire and they were filled with violence and rage. And, You know, we're promised in the in the last days that we're going to see this stuff. I just mm -hmm. think that it took everybody by surprise that, wow, this is actually happening in America. Absolutely. But, you know, your documentary uh, touches a very, very important fact is because you talk a little bit about the history of in the world, like we've seen in, in Germany, you know, with, with Hitler, you've seen in other dictatorships, social, socialism as well with Marxism. Tell us a little bit about how this uh, documentary do this, does this parallel, the parallel that it offers about the dangers of prohibiting the church together and the ties that this has with socialism, the dictatorships and other things. Yeah, um, I, I think if you look at history, it always begins. It never begins with a big, you know, takeover. It always begins small. It begins with a small stripping of our rights. You know, don't go here. Don't go there. Listen to the government here. We know what's best for you. And it really starts to, 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 to control the church. The government knows if they want to if they want to do anything major, they need to control the church. That's the entity. Uh, since the beginning of time, it's it's very powerful, and mm -hmm. I think you can see whether it's the Soviet Union or Germany or or any of these, uh, you know, crazy uh, dictatorships that were were evil. One of the first things they try to do is place a lot of restrictions on the church, and so, you know, I had a lot of people that had fled communism and fled a lot of these places. Um, come and warn me, you know, uh, when we first started, hey, what we're experiencing right now, this is the same thing that happened to us. Mm -hmm. You need to tell America it's time to come awake. It's time to it's time to realize what's taking place so that what happens, what happened then doesn't happen right now again. Yes. And do you believe that America is listening? I think we're starting to wake up. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I have a lot of hope in my heart, you know. Mm -hmm. We were just in Boise, Idaho last week with, you know, 4,000 people. You know, the pandemic's over. There's not as much pent-up frustration to meet. However, 
there is a revival taking place. And I believe that we're going to see some of the, we're going to see one of the greatest moves of God um, in the coming season. The darker it gets, you know, the brighter we burn. That's right. The brighter the light of Jesus burns. And we saw that in the pandemic. And we, I, I, I agree with you. I believe that well, we know that we're going to have to have a, a big harvest before the, the the second coming of Christ. And, and I believe that we're we're starting to see some of this these things happening as you see people like you and and churches kind of waking up, I believe, to worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Tell me about that. Tell me about that uh, the paradigm shift in worship from the traditional worship that we've known, then all of a sudden we have all this, you know, show type of worships, which is almost very man-focused, and to the raw worship that I see you bring with Let Us Worship. Yeah, I think we just got really comfortable. You know, we got really clean. We got really perfectionist. We got really plastic almost. And mm -hmm. I think uh, the pandemic offered us an opportunity to find out if we really believe in the songs that we sing. And um, when all of that stuff is taken away from us in our buildings and our lives, you know, and our, 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 our incredible stages and our incredible bands and, and we're left to, you know, find God out on the streets and on the beach and in the middle of cities. And, you know, it's a little bit more rowdy and it's a little bit more raw. And um, I think that it's changed the worship industry. I, I pray it has, I pray, pray it's changed it. You know, it's sad that it even became an industry. You know, I'm praying that it, it drew people back to, you know, when they first found God and when they didn't care about all that stuff. And so that's what we're seeing across America, mm -hmm. uh, people gathering in fields and, and not caring what it sounds like and not caring what it looked like and sweating in the heat. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it is so cool to see some of those scenes of you guys just going like in the fields and you see those. Uh, it, it, it was one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. It's a must-see for yeah. sure. Well, this is such amazing information, Sean, and I love I love your testimony of what God is doing through you. It's pretty amazing to see the, you know, just like a, a small flame that started and all of a sudden the movement that started across this country. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do with both your book and this documentary. Tell us a little bit about when this documentary is going to be out uh, and I'm going to put all this information on my show notes and in my Atlanta, my column for the, the AJC is going to be out before it's in theaters. So tell people where to get tickets and um, what you're and also what you're expecting from this documentary. What what do you hope you, your prayer is for this documentary? Yeah, I'm I'm praying that that what has been happening across America with this revival in 150 cities people's lives getting touched and healings and deliverance and freedom and breakthrough. I'm praying that that same spirit lands in every theater that this documentary is shown in. I'm praying that people find that same freedom and breakthrough in every single theater across America. And so that's my prayer. That's my heart. Um, you can go to superspreaderfilm.com. Again, that's superspreaderfilm.com and you can pick up all of the uh, you can find all of the tickets, uh, all of the theaters. It's going to be in 500 theaters across America. So every major market is going to be showing this film um, and it's going to be really, really, really powerful. And so our prayer is that 
theaters will be bought out. This would be an incredible tool of evangelism mm -hmm. for people that, that don't know the Lord, that they're going to come and have an encounter and experience God and experience mm -hmm. what God did in the midst of a crazy time in human history. And so you can go to superspreader.com to find out more about the film. Check your local TV, or your local film listings. It's going to be in Cinemark, AMC, and Regal Theaters. And guys, if you uh, stand with me and Sean in believing that our liberties are far too important for us to ignore that uh, we have received a huge backlash and huge push against having religious freedom in this country for the past several years. If you believe in that and you have friends that disagree with you, you need to invite them to come and watch yeah. this movie as well. It's going to open their, their eyes yeah. to see what you know, how much there's how, how much of a push there is really against the Christian values in America this day and time. So a great, uh, it's really a great documentary for everybody. Very eye-opening, very eye-opening. So I thank God that for the movement that he started in your life and your sweet wife and that has been so supportive of you. And I know that it's been very hard on your family. I know it, it always is to serve God, you know, uh, faithfully. So but uh, I want to thank you so much, Sean. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm uh, just wishing you the very best. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and sharing our story. And pray that it would bless people out there. And they would step up in boldness and courage in this season to come. Amen. That's awesome. Well, Amen. you have a wonderful day. And hope to, right. to speak to you soon again. Yes, thank you. That would thank be amazing. God you bless. Too. You too. Bye-bye. Now, if you think that this was a good conversation and good information, wait until you watch this documentary. <laughs> if you go to my show notes, you will find a link to my column for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, where I share about the importance of defending our religious liberties and about this documentary as well. I also listed the documentary's website where you can find a theater near you. Super Spreader will be released on September 29th in theaters nationwide. One last thing. Will you help me spread the word about this podcast and the amazing interviews that God has allowed me to have by subscribing to the show and sharing it on social media? I would so appreciate that. And until we meet again, may God bless and strengthen you as you write your own God-sized story. Thanks for listening. <laughs>